was going through all the recordings that I've done for the show. This fucking guy just cut me off. Motherfucker. He needs to pay attention. Um, um, sorry. Here we go. Is the moment that every single fan has been waiting for. It's time for Q Random. And let's try this one freaking last time. Dang it. I think I've tried to record this show for the last three days. And I've been having a lot of issues with recording on my phone, with with traffic, with all sorts of stuff. But this is episode 26 of Q Random. And if you want to get in touch with me, feel free to send me an email to qrandom at gmail.com. That is Q-U-E-U-E-R-A-N. D-O-M at gmail.com. You can also reach me at Rudy underscore 8A at Twitter. That is the word, not the number. That is not the... Not, don't include Twitter in the in the in in this part. At Rudy underscore 8A. R-E-D-Y underscore E-I-G-H-T-A. Uh, with that being said... On with the show! Alright, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show... I've been trying to record for the last three days. Uh, Well, not last three days, but the last three days in which I tried to record. I tried to record last week around Thursday, and then again on Friday, and then again on Monday. I was trying to record in my vehicle, and things happened. I did a complete show on Thursday, and... um, when I got home, I was going through all the recordings that I've done for the show. This fucking guy just cut me off. Motherfucker, he needs to pay attention. Um, um, sorry. The tried to record. I, I recorded and I took home, and then I started going through all the shows in my list, and I deleted the show thinking it was an older show. wasn't paying attention to the name of the file that which it was saved as, and that was that. And then I tried to record the show again on Friday when I found out when I was trying to save the recording to my computer. Yeah, tried to do it on Friday. Wasn't able to. Um, and then I tried to record again on Monday and recording halfway through the show and someone calls me <laughs> it completely shuts down the the recording and doesn't save whatever it stopped on so I was pretty upset so anyway let's try this again um, let's see sorry I haven't recorded in the last few weeks more like three to four weeks uh, because I was actually doing a lot of things. Uh, beginning of the month of July, I went on vacation and I visit some relatives in El Paso, Texas. And I wasn't planning on recording during <laughs> during my uh, vacation. And I was going to 
when I came back the following week, I was going to record a new show, but I'll talk about what's going, what happened. Let's see. Well, I went to El Paso to see some relatives I haven't seen in some time. It's really good to see relatives for a short period of time. Um, after a while, I feel like I am just don't want to be there because I'm in a house that I'm not used to. So I'd rather be in my own house, my own bed and so forth. So after a few days, I started getting a little antsy and I was ready to get home. So, but either way, I had a great time. Like I said, I saw fellow family members that I haven't seen in some time. And we had a great time. I ate food. I had, I ate the food I haven't eaten in years. And, uh, Especially one place called Chico's Tacos. Oh my God. I love that place, but due to the fact that I don't eat there as often as I like, more like once every five years, um, you got to prepare yourself because if your stomach is not prepared for Chico's Tacos, then your stomach is going to go crazy and it's going to spew, it's going to spew out of your fundillo. And you don't want that. Basically, you'll probably have diarrhea. Luckily, I didn't have it, but my stomach was turning and talking and going... It sounded like like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Total Recall when he got thrown out the window on Mars. And he's going... He's like choking from the lack of oxygen and he can breathe. The pressure of it and everything. That's what it felt like. (laughs) Oh, man. But... It was uh, really cool to see them. Um, we fired fireworks I haven't done in years. I think I fired fireworks when I was like 10 years old, like a couple of years before we left. My parents moved away from El Paso. And it was great. My, uh, my kids had a great time. They were firing fireworks, having a blast. So it was fun. Then serious stuff happened. And it wasn't because family members or anything like that, which is surprising because there's always that family member where people are just like, oh my God, so-and-so is here or, oh my God, Juan's here. What are we going to do? But he, uh, what happened was that I had my niece take care of my dogs while we're on vacation. Since my parents were on vacation as well, because we're, my parents and my, and my family were going to El Paso, we had my parents take their dogs to our house and have my niece watch them as well their dogs and our dogs actually get along very well so it was a no-brainer for my niece to have what just one central location and be there and not have to worry about driving to my parents house so it was all good it was fun and um told her when we left on Wednesday we told her not to come on Thursday because we'll have plenty of few um, we'll have plenty of few, food feud what the hell I think I'm trying to rush okay so let me slow down there was uh, we, had, we told her not to come on Thursday because there was plenty of food and water for the dogs but come on Friday so this way that uh, you can fill up their water bowls and give them some more food and they'll have and you don't have to come back for another until the next day and, and so on and so on. So she came on Friday. She looked outside and our dogs were gone. Every single one of the dogs. So there was four dogs in our backyard. All four of them were gone. She was freaking out. 
And she called us up saying the dogs are gone. The dogs are gone. I said, well, where did they escape? There was a hole in the chain link fence uh, that one of the dogs put a lot of pressure on and popped open the little um, twisty, um, I guess those twisty things, the metal twisty things that keep the lake, the, the chain link uh, against the pole. Uh, they popped it open and they're able to squeeze their little fat butts out of there. Mind you, they are fat. Uh, the only skinny one is basically my dog, who is still a big dog, but he's a really thin dog too. But they escaped, uh, so we told her, go ahead and fix it, make sure that everything is okay, and then go look for the dogs. So she looked for the dogs, she found our dogs right away. They're just around the house, because they don't venture too far. I believe it has to do with the fact that my dogs escaped a couple of times and they were caught by the vet years ago, probably about eight, nine years ago. And they know that when they get trapped, they get sent to the pound, so they don't want anything part of it. So they stuck around the house and um, tried to get back into the fence when she heard, well, I guess when they heard someone in the house. So she saw them in the, in the, in the little area trying to get back in. So she was able to get the dogs, our dogs, both our dogs, and go from there. And my parents' dogs were nowhere to be found. So she had to go, you know, drive around the neighborhood and see see if they can find, see if she can find them. And unfortunately, she was only able to find one at a house. Um, so she was able to bring her back to the house, and we just told her, well, check when you leave, you know, check around the house. Uh, and when you're leaving, just drive around the neighborhood for us just one time and see if you can see the other dog. Mind you, this dog that hasn't that didn't come back and is lost was a German Shepherd. Very beautiful dog. Very young dog. I think she was four years old, I think. But um, she, she was never to be found. And we're just hoping that the pound would pick her up. So the following day, we're calling the pound, seeing if uh, there was a dog picked up, and checking the website, and unfortunately there wasn't anything yet. Um, she went, um, The next day, the dogs were there, and then she decided to go home, and everything was fine. She came back on Monday. Mind you, when she went home, she was um, Saturday. We just told her to leave a lot of food, and when she came back on Monday to to check on the dogs because we're planning on coming back on Monday but check on them for us just in case to make sure that they're not loose and I was right little boogers decided to break the break the chain link again where they actually broke it previously and um, escaped the only reason why she found out they escaped is because dogs approached my niece right when she drove up to the house. So she brought my dogs inside, and that was fine. But the other dog, the Labrador, she's a little older dog. She's about 13 years old. Um, she was nowhere to be found. And um, to this day, this has already been over 20 days, the, both dogs have not been found. We put signs up. We're uh, looking around. We periodically check the city pound and nothing. And it's unfortunate that my 
that those dogs got away. And I'm really, really hoping that someone picked them up and is a good, a loving animal, and is a good animal lover and taking care of the dogs. Because I would hate to think about anything else. And I don't really want to think of anything else. That's the only, that's the only way I'm going to think. Because, you know, my, it's my parents' dogs. They treat them like they're their kids and stuff like that. And they love them to death. And it's really hard on my mom that she had to see my, her dogs, you know, just basically disappear. So, but that was the drama that we had to go through while we're on vacation, which was not fun at all. And more drama occurred when we got home. Uh, what happened was that when we got home, the house was demolished. Or I should say the backyard was demolished. Uh, my parents' dogs were very aggressive towards my door. <laughs> and I think that has to do with a lot of the fireworks because on 4th of July, um, we're, we live by a lake and every year they have fireworks. And I really think that um, the fireworks scared them to death or they actually had um, fireworks popping while my niece wasn't around which caused them to do that to go crazy but they tore up my knob uh, my doorknob it looked one of the dogs actually was chomping on it so much that it looked like someone just grabbed the doorknob and just squeezed it with their hand that's how it was my my door was all damage from it backyard was completely gone there's just holes everywhere i'm like going oh my god so they demolished that i mean that wasn't really a drama part but in my mind i'm looking at my yard going damn it <laughs> you know i don't want to say get angry at my parents for letting their dogs do that but you know it's out of their control how do they know their dogs are going to act like that and plus we didn't know either because of the fact that it was, it never happened. Because we actually had their dogs before in the past, and they've never had any issues. They never brought brought any issues to us, or I should say, they never um, did this before. So it was something new. But the real drama occurred when I noticed my cat after I actually took her a bath because she was really filthy and dirty. And what happened was that um, she was really thin. She actually looked really thin. She was really um, light when I picked her up, and it really caused some concern. I didn't think of anything of it as a being serious to the cat because my, the cat has been uh, very... She can be a bitch sometimes. And I'm talking about she'll pee on the floor when something's not done right. Like if the kitty box is full or if she's mad at us, she'll pee on the floor. She'll do other things. She'll, she'll just be very reckless over things. And, and I really thought that maybe she just decided not to eat because one thing is, is that she's an older cat. So she, maybe she missed us or two, she got really upset with the dogs. Or another thing is, is that she she was very scared having two new dogs or two new dog smells. 
and she was not familiar with, and she just freaked out and just decided not to eat. So we saw how light and thin she was, so we just said, oh, no, we have to feed her up. And we gave her some cat food, some wet food, which she really likes, and she really didn't eat it, which was sparked a lot of concern because she will engulf that thing so fast and want some more. So we let her, we kept an eye on her for the next day to find, make sure that she's okay. Next day, she didn't eat any of her food. We gave her some more wet food, some canned food, and she didn't want any of it. And we were now very concerned. So we took her to the vet and that looked at her and said, you know what, this is, does not look good at all. And let's take some blood work and let's see what we can do to help her get well. And she, he did mention something that really, really got me, got my attention is that my cat is a very old cat. My cat is 16 years old. Uh, a senior cat and he mentioned that older cats like this have a, a lot of problems and this looks like something that you need to prepare for because it does not look good so we're all freaking out because thinking that we're losing our cat and what can we do to help her? What can we do to, to make it more comfortable, to help her in any way, and stuff like that? I uh, gave us, uh, told us to give the cat, give the cat some um, Pedialyte, and then in the morning, once I get the lab results back, we'll figure figure out what we can do. So we did that. Then we got a call from the vet, and he told us that it wasn't good. The toxin levels that came back from the lab work were so high that there's really nothing that he can prescribe that actually would help the cat. What we found out was that the cat had kidney problems and unfortunately with a lot of cats they start developing these problems and some cats show it sooner than others and some cats just all of a sudden just develop these really quick and, and things happen. And I believe this is what happened with the cat because before we left on vacation, she was fine. She was meowing at us. She was having a good time. She was getting, she wanted our attention. So it had to do when we were left, when we left. And I, and it's one of those things that makes me wish I didn't go on a vacation. We could have found it sooner and notice it, notice what's going on. So, my uh, the vet said that there's really nothing we can do. His his suggestion was to euthanize her because of the fact that she's an older cat. It's best for the cat. Let's not let the cat suffer anymore. So we agreed after a long, you know, crying session with my wife. Well, I mean, I shed a tear. She was my cat. I had her for 16 years. How could I not? And plus, I'm an animal lover. I liked her. She was a great cat. So we decided to keep her um, 
one last day at the house to spend time, to spend the evening with her and give her whatever she wanted, pamper her as much as we can. Even though that we knew she was hurting, we just wanted to make sure that we said our goodbyes. And we did that. The next day, my wife decided that she wanted to do it for, do it. She wanted to take the cat by herself and uh, not worry about the kids going with us because the kids weren't ready to see that. Kids couldn't take it. So my wife said she would take the cat. And a lot of it had to do with her is that she wanted closure. She wanted to make sure that she, that she was there from the, to the end. Um, let's see. That was one of the hardest things that I've ever done is to actually say that we need to take the cat and euthanize her or basically kill her to make sure she doesn't suffer anymore. Man, it, it hit me. It hit me really, really hard. And and I don't know how people do it. Maybe they get immune after a while or maybe they get accustomed to it when they have a lot of dogs because I had three dogs. And one dog, she's 16 years old, a chihuahua. And I don't think I could go through that again, having to put her down. So, like that. So, I, I don't think I could handle that one. And especially and then going doing in the other one, the other last two. So, that was drama central at my household. And it was just losing three animals in a two-week span from my parents' dogs to my cat. Wow. That was crazy. I I don't think I ever want to take a vacation right now because I'm afraid that my chihuahua, my 16-year-old chihuahua, she's going to pass away So because she's also up there in age. Um, and... You know, she's still feisty as ever, but, you know, she could just take that dramatic turn and that's it. So anyway, I don't even want to think about that because she's, that's my baby. That's, she's, that she, she's my baby. But yeah, anyway, I did a show the following week and I was actually invited to be on a podcast called Far Afield. It's a podcast over by the Rival Media Center is it Marvel Media Center or a Rival Media podcast? It's it's um it's one of the podcasts within that central hub. Um, but it was so it's Sao, let's see, Scott and what's that dude's name? Stupid Hawaiian. Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, pork chop. <laughs> But, yeah, I was invited to be on the show. It was great. I had a great time. Uh, it's it's one of those shows that anyone talks about anything and you just go at it. You just start talking. But I hate to say it, I kind of I, I fell asleep when I was listening to the, when I was on the podcast. <laughs> I, it was like midnight and I'm not used to staying up that late. <laughs> Um, well, I should say I'm, I was exhausted from working all day and it was already approaching midnight and I'm over here trying to stay up because dumbass me 
didn't drink any beer. I did have some wine coolers, but, you know, that's a wine cooler. I was having all sissy drinks because that's what I just had in the fridge. But, yeah, I just fell asleep for about, I would say, about 10 seconds. And then I got up, and I was just quiet, just listening. <laughs> Poor Chuff. Probably, he probably heard me snore or something. That's why I prompted him to say, hey, man, you awake? You okay? So, but, yeah, I had a great time. And I uh, hope to be invited back soon because um, I really enjoy just talking, talking with people and just busting each other's balls and stuff like that. Uh, and that was pretty much my my whole month span. So, yeah. All right. Well, then, with that being said, let's queue up for a random. Let's see. There's something I really want to talk about, but unfortunately I didn't write in my notes, so I'm going to be pulling it from the top of my head, which is probably not a good thing, because I'm probably going to miss a lot of this stuff. But there was there was a, a post by Blizzard that uh, Crunch actually pointed, to, uh, pointed out to me. I didn't see it. That's because I didn't haven't checked uh, MMO Champion or Blizzard's websites or any of the uh, the websites that actually tweets uh, the blues uh, comments on Twitter or on the website on Blizzard's website. Um, but they actually started to talk about the chopper. What it is, is that um, they actually made a post saying that Log in now! Claim your Azeroth chopper! Claim your Horde chopper! The one that actually won the contest. But you have to log in to claim it. I read it, and I looked at it, and I really thought about it. And I could have sworn that you didn't really have to claim the chopper it's it was going to be there for i guess maybe for the expansion for the next for the warlords expansion i knew that they're going to not going to do it for a long period of times they they they've done it before with uh with pets and stuff like that if you log in at this certain period of time then you will be able to get this ex pet but with the chopper i thought they were going to do it a little bit longer and during the expansion, the new expansion, Warlords, not right now. So what it, what they said was that in order for you to claim the uh, the Horde Azeroth Chopper, you have to log in on or before September 30th. Started thinking, why, 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 what's this date for? Why September 30th? And after a couple of. Um, tweets back and forth between me and Crunch he hit it on the nose it's the end of the third quarter so and I mentioned before in the past the third quarter is the key to the downward spiral 
of Blizzard's subscription numbers. And and I said it in the past, I said it because of one particular game. It's War, uh, Wildstar. Yeah, I know it has to do with other things as well, as having no content for 11 months and and not really doing anything in-game, and people are just getting tired and stopping the subscribing, and stop subscribing. But, but if you think about it, it has to do with the new games that are coming out. And Wildstar, the biggest one of them, getting all these rave reviews, getting all this 9 out of 10 uh, stars. It is so great. The combat system is so fluid. And it's this and that. It's just a great game. And I'm, granted, it is a great game. I really enjoy the game. It's one of those games that keeps you in, it keeps you active. It keeps you from not zoning off. Like what Blizzard is with the leveling process where you can actually auto-attack and be fine. You know? And it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's different because they actually have that combat system. They have um, housing. They have these these um, great type of PvP things going on. So, but yeah, with Blizzard itself is that I told everyone, I think two episodes ago, where Blizzard needs to watch out for the third quarter. And I believe also I mentioned when I was on Eviscerated Podcast is that the third quarter is the key. And this tells me that they're losing subscribers. The the choppers are making, they're making, they're making the player base log in during the fourth quarter. So with people that actually are not subscribed anymore, have to resub and have to get that Azeroth Chopper. So, know what happens? Is that when they do that, then people are gonna have to log in or feel obligated that need to log in and get those and get that uh, get that Chopper, which then it bumps or boosts the subscription numbers. You know, I'm all for having Blizzard trying to make ways to have people subscribe, but man, this is a really bad approach to do it, where you're actually forcing people in order for you to boost your numbers, to make profits for the third quarter, because it does not look good. If you're making your players or making your community do this, especially those ones that are not subscribing, this is bad business in my opinion but I mean I guess you got to do what you got to do but this man this is this is this has really a bad taste in my mouth to me because you're making changes with your numbers by affecting people's emotions because think about it when when mounts go out they get really people want them it's like a drug to everyone or to a lot of people. It's like, they got to have this mount. They got to have this mount. And they're using this drug towards people's emotions and they're making them go in there. I really, really hope that the people that are not subscribing stay true to the reasons for them not subscribing. And I hope they don't just, I hope they don't come back just to get the mount. 
because then Blizzard won. Blizzard got your money, got the numbers, and make things better for them. Because the thing is, is that I don't want, it's not that I want Blizzard to fail, but what I want is I want people to see Blizzard isn't doing something right. And people are taking notice of it by them leaving the game and saying that Blizzard, you need to fix it or you need to do something different in order to bring me back. That's why I like the idea of Wildstar being such a good game because if because it brings competition toward to the MMO genre and when you bring competition you get people to try different things to do things better rather than doing things half-assed rather than doing doing all this other stuff and not coming through with it you know there's a lot of things that you know blizzard wants to do but decided not to do it because they didn't need to why i want them to start thinking of the idea that they need to start doing these things in order to keep their game alive to keep it at these high numbers and keep their investors happy to keep the business going to at the same rate it is right now so you know but anyway that was pretty uh interesting and the other thing was that i wanted to make a quick blurb about it and i know it's happened a few weeks back and but i just found it quite odd to me is that one week um pardo decided to leave the company and everyone was like oh no he left the company because of what he said about diversity and i was like going y'all are a bunch of idiots if a man leaves a company it has nothing to do with what he said he's done it before he's always been that open and honest with people so and plus whatever he what he said is really not that bad well i was wrong apparently blizzard's eyes and blizzard's hr department decided to say well pardo's gone we need to uh calm the fire we need to decide on how to approach the community and make sure that we are for them and being part of the diversity squad well mike morhan decided to come and post a post on the forums about how looking to make changes in the in their business and make sure that diversity is put into the game and they're treating they're making things much more easier for people to to feel better about themselves and so forth so you know two things is that one kind of disappointed with the whole thing with with that is that Blizzard wants to make everyone happy and Blizzard needs to stop worrying about it and only worry about Blizzard. I remember back in the 
back when the game first came out, when Blizzard was saying, well, we'll complete the game when we are damn well ready to complete the game or release it. We'll do what we want to do in the game. We'll take your ideas under advisement, but that's about it. And now, fast forward to to the last expansion. What else do you have for us to do? What else do you want us to do? You know, Blizzard just needs to not worry about people and their emotional baggage. I'm sorry. A lot of the stuff that people are griping about is just dumb stuff. You know, they they just need to play the game with their friends and just have a great time. You know, all right, well, that's it. I'm here at my daughter's area, so I'm about to get out of the truck and talk and pick her up. So thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, feel free to send me an email at qrandom at gmail.com. That is Q-U-E-U-E-R-A-N-D-O-M at gmail.com. You can also send me a Twitter message. I'm at Rudy underscore 8A. That is the word, not the number. R-U-D-Y underscore E-I-G-H-T-A. So with that being said, well, where am I saying that? Dang it. Well, (laughs) thanks for listening. See ya.